I tell you what, the bowl projections, they are just all over the place. I'll tell you what I mean right after this. You are locked on Ole Miss. Your daily podcast on the Ole Miss Rebels. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day. All right, welcome to the Lockdown Ole Miss podcast. Good morning, everybody. Glad you are tuning in today. Anyway, thank you for making the Lockdown Ole Miss podcast your first listen every day. We are free and available wherever you get your podcast, including YouTube. Do us a favor, subscribe to the YouTube channel, hit the bell for notifications, and upvote the video itself, and participate in the comments down below. Bowl projections are literally all over the place. Literally, whenever I was looking around and trying to find information, I heard Every bowl named with the that's below the Citrus Bowl and above the Birmingham Bowl. That whole spectrum in the middle is now on the table. Now, we're going to talk for just a little bit about how I see this going. Because Texas A&M just dog-walking LSU on Saturday kind of put Ole Miss at a postseason disadvantage where it goes. I think LSU is going to go to the Citrus Bowl. I mean, that's that's just the way it is. I think that South Carolina has earned the right to go to the ReliaQuest Bowl because them beating Tennessee the way they did and then doing the same thing to Clemson the following week, they, they've kind of earned that. Mississippi State, with their them beating Ole Miss, has kind of earned the Gator Bowl. So that kind of takes the Florida Bowls out of the equation if you think about it. So I started looking over the list at what Ole Miss might be in line for. And, you know, you have Liberty Bowl, Music City Bowl, um, Texas Bowl, Duke's Mayo Bowl, and Las Vegas Bowl. Those are possibilities that I think Ole Miss, that is the area that they're living in. Now, how will Ole Miss handle this? I mean, will they – going because the Las Vegas Bowl is December 17th early signing day is the 21st but the Las Vegas Bowl is December 17th they have it's a weird time slot I don't know what's going on whenever you can potentially have a game of the magnitude that they're going to have because it's rumored that the other opponent is like UCLA I mean there this is going to be the biggest December game that I uh, December 17th game that I could remember during bowl season no matter who goes over there. But you have an SEC slate of teams that are all kind of positioning to get there. I think three teams are going to make the um, NY6, and that is Georgia's going to make the playoff. Tennessee is going to make the orange or cotton, and Alabama's going to go to the sugar. LSU to the Citrus Bowl. South Carolina probably to the ReliaQuest and Mississippi State to the Gator. That's kind of where I am mentally at this moment. So underneath that, it becomes a little bit messy. You have Kentucky. um, You have Arkansas. You have a bunch of teams that Ole Miss is ahead of in the pecking order. And the four-loss teams are all at bowls. So the, the top bowl that will be available will probably go to Ole Miss, especially now that it's been announced that Lane Kiffin is staying. So, where would you go? Where do you want to go? What is Ole Miss going to fight for? And I think Ole Miss wants Vegas in this situation. 
when you look at that, the Texas Bowl in Houston, maybe, simply because of recruiting, I guess, if you can spend early signing day down there in the Houston area, I mean, that would probably help with recruiting. Music City Bowl, okay. Duke's Mayo Bowl, now, we can talk about it in a little bit, but what we went through the last three weeks, it, it might all go away if he took a mayonnaise bath on national TV. Um, but it's an interesting situation. Ole Miss is in a place where if they won the game, they were going to, at worst, Tampa. Maybe even Orlando, but at worst, Tampa. But them losing the game kind of moved them back in the pecking order, I think. I think the hottest four-loss team that's out there is South Carolina. The way they closed their season, putting 63 up on Tennessee, then going down and beating Clemson at Clemson, I think that is a relative thing that everybody needs to pay attention to. They're kind of the top dog of four-loss teams right now. Mississippi State gets the tiebreaker by virtue of them winning the Egg Bowl. And then Ole Miss is going to come in. So I think, like I said, it's going to be the Gator Rely Quest and Citrus may already be taken. Now, those bowl games could want something else, and they change the way that bowls are choosing and almost the criteria for where they go about three or four years ago. And when they did that, it made it a little bit more convoluted. So you see bowl projections of Ole Miss to the Liberty Bowl. You see bowl projections of Ole Miss to the Music City Bowl. You see Florida heading out to the Las Vegas Bowl, and I think that's more of a time of year type thing um, than actual where the game is. It, that comes into play, and everything looks a little bit different. Like I said, the Dukes-Mayo Bowl could absolutely still happen. All of these things could be good to go. But it's one of those it-is-what-it-is type situations. Yeah, I mean, if Ole Miss would have not laid an egg, so to speak, in the Egg Bowl, they would have went out and taken care of business against Arkansas. None of this would have been – they wouldn't be in this position. So we're going to keep an eye on these bowl projections over the course of the week. We are going to talk about them over and over again because, honestly, nobody really knows anything. But the first one that will probably break – is the Las Vegas Bowl, and that is because it's at December 17th game. Travel and arrangements has to happen. That choice could come out sooner than the others, and you could start to see it leak. Other than that, I mean, you're looking at several bowls and places that Ole Miss has played before. We'll see exactly who, what the matchup is. I mean, you could have a Minnesota versus Ole Miss Music City Bowl, stuff like that. Um, so we'll see what it goes. But it could be a Big Ten team, Big 12, ACC. We'll see what's going on about that. Anyway, inflation has us all thinking about ways to cut back. Whether it's driving less, dining out less, or buying less from the grocery store, we can all agree there's nothing fun about less. That's why I started using Upside. It's an incredible app for anybody that uses it, for, that buys gas, groceries, or dines out. With Upside, I don't have to cut back because I get cash back on every purchase. To get started, download the free Upside app. Use promo code, my promo code, LOCKED, and get $5 or more cash back on your first purchase of $10 or more. Next, claim the offer for wherever you're buying on Upside. Check in at the business, pay as usual with a credit or debit card, boom, get paid. 
In comparison, credit card rewards or loyalty programs, you can learn earn three times or more cash back with Upside. It's probably why they have a 4.8 rating on the App Store. It's because it's a freaking awesome thing. Anyway, download the free Upside app and use promo code LOCK to get $5 or more cash back on your first purchase of $10 or more. That is $5 or more cash back on your first purchase of $10 or more using promo code LOCKED. Also, I want to let you know that this show is brought to you about LinkedIn Jobs. These days, every new potential hire can feel like a high-stakes wager for your small business. You want to be 100% certain that you are of access to the best quality candidates available. That's why you have to check out the LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn Jobs helps you find the right people for your team faster and for free. So you can go online, figure out exactly how the profile needs to look. You can just build and sign up and build yourself a LinkedIn program profile. Then add your job and a hashtag hiring frame to your LinkedIn profile to spread the word that you are in fact hiring. It's got simple tools like screening questions that make it easy to focus on candidates with just the right skills and experience so you can quickly prioritize who you'd like to interview and hire. It's why small businesses rate LinkedIn Jobs number one in delivering high-quality hires versus leading competitors. LinkedIn Jobs helps you find the qualified candidates you want to talk to faster. Post your job for free at linkedin.com slash lockedoncollege. That's linkedin.com slash lockedoncollege to post your job for free. Terms and conditions apply. All right, thanks again for making the Locked On Ole Miss podcast your first listen every day. We are free and available wherever you get your podcast. Um, for your second listen today, check out Locked On Sports today. It's from the games that matter the most to the biggest stories in sports. Go beyond the scoreboard and behind the scenes with local experts and insights only Locked On can provide. Locked On Sports today, available on this app, YouTube, and wherever you get your podcast. Okay, we talked about the ball projection. Now, now I kind of want to do an autopsy of everything in the last three weeks. It, it, it was just weird. It's overwhelming. There's so much going on. It was like having a hairdryer pointed in your face for three weeks. You just had to sit back and take it. That was the attitude of the fans. Now, this was a situation that I am so glad that we are not a news organization, that we are not trying to do poor reporting. We are just reading the tea leaves and talking about whatever the Ole Miss fan base is talking about. And because of that, we have a little bit of an advantage over these guys. Right now, they are in the fan base in a, as a whole is in kill the messenger mode all over because of basically what happened, what was a terrible situation, they're looking for someone to blame. Now, I don't begrudge that. Do whatever you need to do. Say whatever you need to say. But... If you look back at the last three weeks, okay, when Brian Harson got fired, around Halloween, around Halloween, um, he got the axe. Now, after that, it was pretty well ironed in. They, they had labeled Lane Kiffin as their number one guy. And from there, there was an Auburn Twitter and a media blitz full court for this to happen. That happened. That absolutely happened. So, you know, you're sitting in a situation to where that's happening over and over again, and you're inundated, and everything you're hearing is exactly one day. Now, the other side of that 
is that all Lane Kiffin didn't say anything, didn't do anything. He never made any attempt and showed anything that looked like he was leaving, which is absolutely factual. Most coaches do that. But also, because of the historical relationship and reaction of coaches, coaches, what they say and what they do is probably the least important thing that people look at in the coaching search. I mean, it is what it is. It's not necessarily good or bad. It just is. And kind of is a weird thing. So you have all of that coming in one direction. And there was a coordinated media assault on Ole Miss. Ole Miss has um, poor traditions. The traditions, it, it, everything is less than Auburn. Auburn is a top 10 program or a top tier program. Yada, yada. You know all of the stuff that happened all over again. So we don't necessarily need to rehash that. Auburn Twitter was in the direct messages of everybody telling them exactly what was going on to where your social media was essentially useless for two weeks. So it was a hard situation for people that are trying to parse information for what is real against what might be made up. What might it, it, You have to determine. And your sources that might be home runs probably have to get a little bit more attention because every single person is saying it. Now, if you watch the live stream, I guess it was Saturday when we talked. I gave you what I thought happened. And I will tell you here exactly what I thought happened. Not what I've heard, not anything. This is what I thought happened. I have no sources on this. But it makes sense if you look at the timeline and look at whatever's happening. If you... Take exactly what's going on. This is what I think happened, okay? Brian Harson was let go around Halloween. They quickly zeroed in as Lane Kiffin as their number one choice. They were so confident about the thing that they started to blow it out and they used a media blitz to try and make it happen because the most important thing you can try and do at this point in time in American society is control the narrative. That narrative is going to be everything. It was a concerted thing. This was a real thing. So they came up there and they got Lane's attention, I believe, by offering a Jimbo Fisher-level contract, verbally, to where Lane was kind of on the hook. Yeah, I will agree exactly what, what happened because you're offering so many years and $12 million a year and all these ludicrous numbers that nobody is going to confirm and nobody is going to deny and both sides are going to have completely different stories now because it's already happened, and that doesn't matter. But I'm telling you what I think happened over the last couple of weeks. So once Lane was on the hook with the idea of becoming a Jimbo Fisher-level guaranteed contract craziness holder, an official offer came. And you heard Auburn Sites and Ole Miss talk about an official offer coming. Okay? The... This isn't speaking out of turn. They're going to deny that it happened. They're going to deny that it came. But where did that information come from? So let's just proceed like it did. My theory, this is what I think happened. Because if you look at Wednesday night, everything changed. The whole tone of everything changed. Thursday, it changed. Friday, it really started to change. And Saturday, it was over. But what happened on Wednesday that caused this perception change. And I'm not talking about from Ole Miss people. I'm talking about from Auburn people. 
And what I think happened was the official offer came. And the fact that they offered him the moon, a Jimbo Fisher-type contract, did not materialize. It wasn't in there. There was a buyout in the contract that made it not a guaranteed contract. There was an actual buyout. So at the end, whenever they actually offered the contract, it was not this guaranteed deal that was hyped up for a couple of weeks before. Like I said, it's my theory. And that caused everything to be an apples-to-apples apples type situation, Ole Miss versus Auburn. Uh, things like family, things like everything that you think of and excuses that um, they're going to say for whatever reason, either Auburn giving saying why he stayed or Lane saying why he stayed, all of those come into the equation. And whenever that happened, just like I've said for two weeks, and I an apples-to-apples situation, Ole Miss isn't losing this deal because he has too much of a good thing. And that is something to keep an eye on moving forward, honestly. It, it, it's, it's really cool, and it was good perceptional, perceptionally um, for Ole Miss to win this battle. And, and make no mistake. Auburn's going to deny that an offer was made. Ole Miss is going to deny that an offer was made. Everybody was happy. It was like they're going to want the last two weeks to end. But for people that lived through the two weeks, we know it was here and what was going on. And that is what I think happened. Like I said, could be wrong. Wouldn't be the first time. Won't be the last time. But logically, if you look at it, a singular event that caused everything to change directions happened Wednesday night. What was that event? And then whenever you look at things that could cause that to happen, there you go. But at the end of the day, it's going to be fine. Lane's the coach. Everybody get behind him the whole nine yards. Now, I do think there's some um, shaking hands and kissing babies that has to happen in the spring. And I don't know if it'll ever be the same way it was even three weeks ago. But we're in a good place, and we're in a better place for him staying. Um, because the one thing that I said on the live stream that Lane cares about above all else is winning, which means our NIL is going to be most competitive. Um, our marketing is going to be great. Everything around the program is going to move as smoothly as possible. So it is what it is. I mean, the new contract they're signed, I think Keith Carter said somewhere around the buyout is around the conference average. So it's not a huge buyout but it's also not um, a menial one as well. So we'll see exactly how that goes. Anyway, this week's thrilling moment in college football is brought to you by Nissan. The thrilling designs behind the new lineup from Nissan are intended to empower drivers in vehicles as capable as the drivers themselves. When I think of unbelievable abilities on the field for this week's thrilling moment, it has to be the last drive that Jackson Dart was able to manufacture in the Egg Bowl. This was a big moment. Jackson Dart ended up that game 30 for 38, playing in a monsoon. It was a big, big moment. And to take the team down the field, big pass after big pass, the final touchdown to Dayton Wade, yes, the two-point conversion kind of fell through, but the drive and everything that went along with it was fantastic, and it gave Ole Miss fans um, a little bit of hope in that game when – Felt like a good bit of the hope was lost. So we'll see exactly how that goes as well. Anyway, coming up in just a second, we are going to talk about the Week 14 Championship Week lines. 
that should be pretty good as well. So stick around. All right, thanks for making the Locked On Ole Miss podcast your first listen every day. We are free and available where you get your podcast, um, including YouTube. Subscribe to the YouTube channel. Hit the bell for notifications. Participate in the conversation by upvoting and commenting down below. We're going to go over our, our lines of the week. Normally, it's SEC lines, but we picked out six championship game lines that we are going to be paying attention to. Should be really interesting to see, and I'm honestly looking forward to how they turn out as well. So, you look at these Week 14 lines. You On Friday night, you have Utah versus USC. Utah's already beaten USC this season as well. Um, Caleb Williams is having a really good year and starting to get a little bit of Heisman buzz even before this game. So if he comes out and shows out, it could be something. USC is a one-point favorite. Um, it's kind of an even game, neutral side. We'll see exactly how it goes. But Lincoln Riley has USC on the cusp of the playoff in year one. Kansas State versus TCU. TCU is a two-and-a-half-point favorite. This is a game that TCU can definitely lose. The playoff is could be in jeopardy. We'll see what happens. The playoff rankings are weird right now. Just weird. But this game should be a lot of um, fun. I like Kansas State. You've heard me talk about Chris Kleiman. Um, Sonny Dykes at TCU is doing pretty well as well. So TCU is a two-and-a-half-point favorite in the Big 12 championship game. Now we get to the blowout championship game. LSU versus Georgia. Georgia's a 16-and-a-half-point favorite. After that game against a and I, I don't know if people can have a whole bunch of hope going into this game. This could, Georgia just could be a juggernaut. Georgia has turned into what Alabama used to be, by the way. The, Georgia has turned into that Alabama team. Now Alabama is still good. They're still doing what they need to do. But Georgia's turned into that methodical, machine-like robot team um, that in the early 2000s, 2011, 2013, somewhere in there, just they made people shiver in fear. All right, North Carolina versus Clemson in the ACC championship game. Clemson's a seven-and-a-half-point favorite. Clemson got beat by South Carolina, and honestly, in that second half of the game, South Carolina, they looked like the better team. Um, this is a game that I don't know what to say, I, honestly. You have Phil Longo, who is excellent at laying eggs in big games, and then you got Clemson, who's just not very good. So you'll see how it goes. Uh, like I said, I'm not, I'm not overly impressed by either in this situation. Purdue at Michigan. Michigan's a 16.5-point favorite. Purdue is in the Big Ten championship game. Good for the Boilermakers. Should be a lot of fun. Michigan after kind of dog-walking Ohio State for the second straight year. There's almost feels like a changing of the guard right now when it comes to the Big Ten. But Michigan should be interesting to see. And then finally, I added this one. Tulane is a three-point favorite at home versus UCF for two reasons I added these. First of all, John Rice Plumley um, is going to quarterback UCF in the game. And second of all, Roll Wade. I'm a huge Tulane fan. We'll see exactly how this goes, and it should be a lot of fun. Um, this week, I am going to, um, I am going to, basically do what I need to do to like set everything up. Mike Heisman um, got him set up for the transfer portal. We're going to do John Garcia. We're going to figure out what needs to happen. Getting ready for that early signing day. We're going to have our ears to the grindstone, looking over bowl projections, 
and we'll also talk about the basketball team. The basketball team yesterday lost to Oklahoma 59-55 to in a really well-played game. This is a team that's better than last year. I mean, you can watch them. They, they just do everything at a fairly high level. We'll have to see how they go. But they just had like one five-minute spurt where the game just kind of got away from them today. It wasn't anything to where Oklahoma did anything special. It just almost just kind of lost a basketball game. So anyway, thanks for making the Locked On Ole Miss podcast your first listen today. For your second listen, check out Locked On Sports today. From the games that matter the most to the biggest stories in sports, go beyond the scoreboard and behind the scenes with local experts and insights only Locked On can provide. Locked On Sports Today, available on this app, YouTube, and wherever you get your podcast. Anyway, I will catch you guys tomorrow. It's going to be a lot of fun. We're going to work. We're going to figure out what needs to happen for the basketball and baseball seasons and figure out what needs to be done. Anyway, peace.